picking up the pieces from a tough Washington homestand and getting ready for the Oregon schools. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and happy Tuesday to everyone out there. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. A lot to get to this show, as you know, but before we look ahead, we need to look back again at what was a tough week. Now, uh, we talked about kind of player for player last game and where Arizona really is in the grand scheme of things with uh, the Wildcats. Now, one thing that I think we need to keep an eye on with all of this is that Arizona has played to its level of competition pretty much all season. Now, that can be great against certain teams, like when you're playing Tennessee, like when you're playing Indiana, even though Indiana is overrated. All of those teams. Um, But that can also be a, uh, that can also be a detriment when you're playing bad teams. And that's kind of the way that it's been for, uh, that's kind of been the way that it is for uh, uh, Arizona this year. So all is not lost because it's certainly not like we are, uh, it's certainly not like uh, um, Arizona is in a spot where they're not going to be able to win any games win any games against good teams because they've already shown that they are, that they can beat good teams. They've done this many, many times and they've shown that they can beat good teams. Um, now, uh, when it comes to, uh, playing down to their level of competition, that's where Tommy Lloyd's going to get the big bucks from. Um, and honestly, that's where he should get the be- uh, the big bucks from. And, uh, because again, there are there there is really no excuse for playing poorly against Washington schools, Cal at home, and then going out there and taking care of business against some of the best teams in the country. That's a mental approach. But there also are some limitations on this team, as uh, as uh, you know, um, Arizona has uh, Arizona has certainly shown. Um, so. And I don't know that that's going to be fixed. As a matter of fact, it's not going to be fixed. Pella Larson's not just going to figure out how to dribble all of a sudden or any of that stuff. But um, this is still a team, though, that where a guy like Pella, for example, has played very well against teams like a, a Tennessee or an Indiana. So he's shown that he can. Uh, um, he's uh, he's shown that he can really he can step up when needed. And I think that's a that's obviously a big thing with uh, with the U of a, or with the U of A. Now looking ahead to uh, we're looking ahead to the road trip, and we're going to look ahead to the conference here a little bit. Um, uh, now with uh, with um, with Arizona, you got Oregon. You got Oregon State first. Oregon State stinks. I've watched uh, I've watched Oregon State uh, a few times, mainly because when my good friend Matt Muehlbach is uh, is commentating the game, I watched them against Colorado, and they are atrocious. They are a bad team. They're not good, um, and uh, 
Arizona should be able to uh, Arizona should be able to win this. Arizona should be able to win that game and win that game handily. If they go into Gill Coliseum and don't win, there's going to be some major, major, major question marks about where Arizona really is in the grand scheme of things and where Arizona is going forward. Um, now, uh, I, I do think it's fascinating to see where. Um, how Arizona is going to match up again. I'm not going to even really break down the Oregon state game too much because I think Arizona destroys Oregon state. Oregon to me is more interesting because going into the year, I actually had high expectations for Oregon. I looked at their roster. I looked at, um, I looked at the roster. I looked at, uh, you know, the Dana Altman is a pretty, pretty darn good coach and I didn't expect to see the kind of uh, you know struggles that they had. Now, granted, they they've struggled many times in the past. Uh, uh, they've struggled many many times in the past when it comes to uh, early season games. But you saw them against. Uh, they're starting to get healthy now. And you saw against Utah, Utah, which is a very good team, by the way. You saw against Utah a team with, um, that has. Uh, um, very that's very long and folly dante is one of the handful of best cup players in the conference as a matter of fact i think you could argue that he along with ballo and tabellis are the three best bigs in the conference uh will richardson's the best point guard you're getting uh kuznard back you're getting nathan uh you're getting you got nathan biddle back um you should be getting bartholomew back as well i look for oregon to be a tough matchup for the u of a but what's nice about having um, uh, what's nice though about traveling with Arizona State now is that Arizona State doesn't totally stink. So it's not like teams have to look after. Uh, it's not like teams have to look past. Uh, um, you know, uh, Arizona State, or that's an easy game getting ready for Arizona. Now you got to keep an Arizona State, so that should help. But Oregon to me will be an interesting matchup. Uh, Oregon to me will be an interesting matchup for uh, Arizona here, um, and a game that's not going to be a gimme by uh, by any stretch. So again, we'll see where we'll see how Arizona plays this one out. But um, nothing uh, nothing is given on the road. And let's uh, speaking of which, let's talk about the rest of the conference here because I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm a fan of the Pac-12 and what they're doing this year. Now, Grant, the national media sorts always like to say, oh, the Pac-12 stinks. But have you noticed that when the Pac-12 plays really good, uh, um, when the Pac-12 plays really good ball uh, and out of conference, the national media doesn't really say anything. But if they have a tough loss, they're all over it. But with the Big Ten, they will ignore all of that. No good. Don't like it. Um, but uh, Arizona, the Pac-12, I think, is pretty solid this year. Now, right now, the leader in the clubhouse, I think, probably has to be UCLA. Now, Arizona's going to have every opportunity to be able to disprove that theory, and I think there's a good chance they will disprove that theory. But right now, UCLA is playing really good ball. Um, you got Tiger Campbell. You got Hawkes. You got all of those dudes out there. They're all good players. Um, now, uh and, and they're tough. Jalen Clark, another guy that's been a nice little, uh, uh, it's been a nice little addition to the squad, but are not an addition, but an improvement. Um, Arizona though, uh, can match up very well with UCLA because Arizona is 
bigger than UCLA, and they are significantly bigger than UCLA. I would hope that Arizona would be able to take advantage of that mismatch down low, but we'll see. Now, um, when it comes to when it comes to uh, like a school team like Utah, they're solid. Anybody that's watched Utah this year, any Arizona fan that has watched Utah this year, can vouch for the strength that Utah definitely doesn't stink. Uh, there is no, uh, there's no real shame in, uh, there's no real shame in that, uh, in that game. That's for sure. Um, but Utah for sure doesn't stink. They're solid. Um, and you know they were five and zero until the other night when Oregon knocked them off in conference. They're going to be a problem. USC is also a problem. Now, a lot of people don't like Andy Enfield. I do like Andy Enfield. I think Andy Enfield's a good coach. I think he's done a good job at USC. And um, not only do I think he's done a good job at USC, I think that he's uh, I think that he's he's in a uh, he's in a good spot right there. Now, again, it's not ideal for him because he lost half of he lost some of his best players. Um, he, uh, you had a five-star man that was supposed to play before the season. He is not playing. And, uh, that obviously is, uh, is less than ideal for them. Um, now, um, with, uh, when it comes to Arizona, uh, against USC, I expect uh, Arizona to be able to beat you or I expect Arizona to be able to beat USC. But it should be fascinating, though, because Arizona, USC, um, generally USC is longer, but they don't have that kind of length this year. Um, they have a guy, though, in Drew Peterson, who is absolutely fantastic, who's very, very good. Uh, Boogie Ellis has been good at the point guard spot. And uh, Reese Waters Dixon has also been solid as well. But so there's a lot to, uh, you know, there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like about the team. But even though I like Andy Enfield, he's also somewhat limited as, as a coach, and that's certainly something that does isn't ideal. But he's done a nice job there. Um, but I, I like what they're doing right there. Then you look around. Colorado is um, Colorado and KJ Simpson uh, has a Colorado and KJ Simpson has a very good uh, has a very good uh, has a pretty good team. Now, Simpson, as many people know, ex-Arizona decommit. Uh, he was a player that I actually was um, – um, he was a uh, player that I thought uh, had a uh, um, a little bit of a – how do I put this? Um, generally, when guys leave, I don't have a problem with that because they're probably not that good. K.J. Simpson, who was committed to Arizona, was one that I would have liked to have kept. KJ Simpson is a good basketball player. He's going to be an all-conference guy. Tad Boyle gets beat up a lot, but I think Todd Boyle or a Todd Boyle. Tad Boyle is a solid coach, not a great coach, but if you're in Colorado, I think you're happy that Tad Boyle is your coach. Um, now, looking at uh, ASU, ASU is better than I thought. I hate admitting that, but ASU is better than they thought. A bit better than they thought. Uh, better than I thought. I thought that ASU was going to stink this year. Um, I didn't like, uh, any of the, uh, I didn't like any of, uh, you know, Bobby Hurley's, um, you know, just kind of mixing and matching a roster at the last second that did absolutely nothing for me. But, um, I do think that, uh, it's a pretty good team. They're pretty athletic. 
They can do some stuff out there on the court. They can cause problems for teams just because of how hard they play. They've got somewhat of a schizophrenic nature. And again, they're a pretty good basketball team. And I don't know that they're a top 25 team, but they're kind of in that fringe top 25 range. And you know what? Um, that's a uh, that's never a bad place. That's never a bad place to be when you're ASU. Now, looking at some of the other teams in the conference, uh, Washington. This will feel weird to say, but uh, Washington isn't very good. Granted, I know what they just did, or that uh, they almost just beat Arizona at home. But I still don't. I'm still not a believer in Washington. Uh, Washington State. I like Kyle Smith as a coach, and that's another one I did not ex- expect to see what I saw last or uh, on excuse me on uh, Saturday. But you know what? That's what happens. That's the way that the cookie crumbles. Um, Cal and Stanford are both terrible. If Arizona loses to either one of those, I would have a major problem with that. Um, but now that we've broken down a little bit of the Pac-12, let's go around the conference a little bit. But first or excuse me, not around the conference. Let's go around the nation a little bit. But first, Built Bar. Now, you see a lot of people that are really, really strong at the gym and they're embracing their post-workout routine. And you're thinking to yourself, um, you know, what's, uh, what, what's so different? I don't like eating my protein there. And uh, well, then you find out that they consume Built Bar. Built Bar is great because Built Bar is uh, not only is Built Bar great. Built Bar is essentially where you can look forward to a a, meal, a post-workout meal that's going to taste good. It's going to be high in protein and it's going to just taste very good across the board because that's what Built Bar does. That's what makes it different. Check out Built Bar based out of Utah. I'm sure the big players on Utah utilize Built Bar as well. All right, now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, looking around the conference or a country, because a lot of people fall into this trap where you're like, you just watch your team and you're like, eh, you know, you see all the flaws that your team has, but you don't see the flaws that some other teams have. And a person on Twitter was kind of going back and forth with me a little bit about this. And he said, he's like, well, you know, a team like uh, UConn will absolutely destroy us. Well, you got to remember something here about UConn in that UConn is UConn lost two games last week. And not only did they lose two games, they lost one game to Providence by 12 Providence. So again, there's that. Then UCLA was another team that was brought up. UCLA lost drum roll please are almost lost by one to Washington state team Arizona fans are very familiar with. So, and I can keep going on and on down the list. There's a lot of different players that or there's a lot of different spots where you're just kind of like, all right, you know, game on. Um, but everybody's flawed. I do believe that Houston is the best team in the country. I think, and I think they're the worst matchup for Arizona. Because while they do go long stretches without scoring, which is somewhat weird, they do have a very – they've got a solid – they've got a very solid uh, uh, roster. Uh, Kelvin Sampson is a fantastic coach. I've always been a big fan of Kelvin Sampson. A lot to like about him. And they've got really good players. So 
Um, that's something that uh, when you're, uh, you know, when you're Arizona, you got to certainly keep an eye on. Um, but I go back to this. Tennessee, to me, is one of the 10 best teams in the country. Watching Arizona against Tennessee, and granted, it was at home. I get that. But it felt like Arizona was a better team than Tennessee. Everybody has their flaws. Look at Kansas, for example. I like Kansas a lot. But outside of Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris, there's not a ton there. Grady Dick's good, obviously. But there's nobody there that really scares you. Um you know, we've seen uh, your tip, your inner crust blue blood struggle this year, your Carolinas, your Dukes, you name it. So, you know, everybody's got some flaws. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of fans sometimes lose track of to a certain extent. But we don't want to lose track of that on this show because, honest, because quite frankly, um, we're looking around here. We're not looking to make any apologies for anything. But at the same time, it's also something that um, um, we uh, it's also something too that it's just a fact of life. There are no great teams. There are there's no team out there that 100% scares you um, because they're that good. There just isn't that team out there. Okay, now wanted to talk a little bit of U of A NBA here as well, real quick. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now wanted to talk some Arizona. I wanted to talk some Arizona NBA players because some guys are really starting to emerge right there. And first, we got to talk about Lowry Markkinen. Now, when Markkinen was here at the U of A, you had uh, it, I never really felt that Coach Miller knew exactly what to do with him. Basically, he just put him in, uh, put him in the corner, and told him to shoot threes. Um, then. Oh, and, but in all fairness, once marketing got to the NBA, it was much of the same and that you could tell the teams just really didn't know how to use him. Well, he goes to Utah where he's allowed to be the main man. And guess what? Utah knows how to use him. He is uh, he is taken off. Um, he is taken off. uh in a, uh, he's just taken off. Honestly, he looks like an all-star. He is an all-star, and he's actually showing some All NBA potential. He's averaging twenty-five a game, um, and he's shooting fifty-something percent from the field. That is absolutely outstanding. Um, and there's, uh, you know, it's it's not something that I saw. I thought that he would be good, but I also didn't see him being. Um, I also didn't see him being this, though, what he's done. And that is a big testament to him, his work ethic, and what he's able to do. Um, and that's where I think it's, uh, that's where I think it's going to be interesting to see what uh, where Arizona uh, is as far as NBA guys go, because Ben Matherin's much the same way. Ben looks like he's going to be an NBA all-star for a lot of years has some all NBA type uh, feel to him. And there's a lot of other guys like that, Aaron Gordon, Aiton to a lesser extent. And we're going to talk about those guys more throughout the week. Um, but again, the sky is not falling. Everybody has a, uh, everybody's got a few flaws uh, in college basketball. Arizona is certainly one of those teams, but Arizona is one of the 10 best teams in the country. And we will take that every single day of the week. But as always, Really appreciate all of you. We will be back with you tomorrow. Happy Wednesday to everybody. And as always... 
Thanks a ton. You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats.